In today's episode, we got some basketball, we got some baseball, but most importantly, we got the NFL season kicking off tonight. And I want to know, are you ready for some football? Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. The NFL season kicks off tonight in a rematch of last year's playoff divisional round. The Houston Texans, Kansas City Chiefs. Football is finally back, ladies and gentlemen. It is finally, officially back. And the kickoff is tonight. Who do you got? Who do you got? What to expect? I'm going Chiefs all day. You know, there's been a lot of... uh. Things have happened. You know, both these quarterbacks have gotten paid. Chiefs, you know, Mahomes, he signed a 10-year, $503 million deal. It's worth up that to that much. You know, that is <laughs> what a figure, the biggest contract in NFL history. Deshaun Washington just signed his extension with upwards of, could be $177.5 million. Like, it is incredible. Two of the best quarterbacks in the league going to go head-to-head. What is going to happen? Can the Chiefs repeat as Super Bowl champions? Can Mahomes win another MVP? Will Bill O'Brien's mind-blowing moves actually pan out for the Texans? And Deshaun Watson. They lost DeAndre Hopkins. You know, they got Brandon Cooks is actually on the injury report, you guys. He was questionable with his quad injury. So we already got an injury to that wide receiver crew for the Houston Texans. But the thing is, it's likely he would end up and try to play. No other people are injured. Everybody's playing this game. It's the first game of the year. Can't wait for the fireworks. Of course, you know that last year playoff battle in the divisional round, the Texans jumped out to a 24 nothing lead and blew it. The Chiefs won the game 51 to 31. They outscored them 51 to 7 the rest of the game. Mahomes threw for five touchdowns. Travis Kelsey was still a beast, 10 receptions, 134 yards, and three TDs during that game. You know, Watson threw 388 and two touchdowns himself. But a big piece in that offense, DeAndre Hopkins, who finished the game with nine catches, 118 yards. He's that security blanket, he's that go to guy in crunch time. You don't have him anymore. And with Brandon Cooks nursing that quad injury, he may not be 100%. He's probably going to give it a go. But that wide receiver crew there, Will Fuller, him, Kenny Stills, can they make up for the loss of DeAndre Hopkins and all the moves that they did in the offseason there at Texas? Can David Johnson actually be that running back he was three, four years ago? It's another big question. But... This could be a big-time AFC battle. We don't know what's really going to happen, but I'm excited about it. I expect the Kansas City Chiefs to be dominant like they were last year. Is that off? They didn't lose anybody. They are coming off. Usually when you come off a Super Bowl, you lose key players. You lose, like, 
key defenders, somebody maybe key on offense, but the whole team is still intact. They kept everybody around. They lost a few guys on defense, a couple quarterbacks here, but they are the whole most the whole team's back. Well, you got Mahomes, you got Tyreek Hill on the outside, you got Travis Kelsey, he's one of the best tight ends in the game. And man, I just don't see him losing a beat. I don't see anybody really stopping them. I see the only way Kansas City Chiefs get stopped is if they stop themselves and they have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover where they think they're just going to run through the league. But I'm excited that football is finally back in the Houston Texans, Kansas City Chiefs kicking it off tonight. I actually think it's going to be a shootout. (laughs) I actually think it's going to be a shootout. I don't want it to be a bad game. There may be some bad play early on until the people, you know, there get comfortable. But I hope for, I really hope it's not a bad game. I can see it being a shootout in the score being like it was last playoffs. So <laughs> I can see a big time shootout because I can't see Houston defense stopping these guys and vice versa. Like, I just think that lost DeAndre Hopkins is going to hurt them so much. And I see the Chiefs dominating this game. Even though there's been no camp, really, no preseason games, so you can't even know. Nobody's going to know this week's uh, football until the games are actually played. It's going to be weird seeing football without any fans. Some of them have uh, limited capacity, but I'm excited about this game. Excited for the outcome, and I hope Bill O'Brien and my buddy, my old pal, moves really do pan out for him. Not really. Because they're not going to. But I feel for you guys. Now I want to talk some baseball. There was a game last night with the Atlanta Braves and Miami Marlins. And I looked at the score and I could not believe my eyes. I thought it was a misprint. Because, you know, the Marlins shut them out uh, the previous night. And they've actually won the series despite this score. (laughs) But the final score, Braves 29 Marlins 9. Yes, that is right. They beat them by 20. The Marlins actually led in this game. They went up too well there in the top of the second. But then the Braves scored 11 runs in that bottom second inning, including three home runs during the inning. And it was just a rout from then on. They had a total of 23 hits, 7 home runs. And they were just balling. The bats weren't working the previous, you know, couple games, but they switched the lineup around and the bats were just on fire during this game. Adam Duvall, three home runs, nine RBIs. Freddie Freeman finished with one home run and six RBIs. And Okuno Jr. had a home run of five RBIs himself. You know, but it was insane. The way they were scoring runs during this game. I kind of felt bad for the Marlins, man. That's that's my team. I feel so bad. <laughs> I can't believe they lost 29-9. That's a franchise record for the Braves. It was just a rout. Including a grand slam there in the seventh by Adam Duvall. Like you just had they were what they getting on Fernando Tatis Jr. earlier in the year, where he hit a grand slam on a 3-0 pitch. You know, in the seventh inning, I think it was in that game too. Like, hey, man, live for another day. Let's let the pitch go. Where's the mercy rule in this game, man? You're up, you're up 16. They didn't even, the Braves didn't have to 
Still scoring runs in the eighth, and then scoring runs in the ninth, obviously, because they they were the home team. So they didn't have to play in the ninth inning, and the bats couldn't didn't have to come out. So the final two innings, they didn't even score. And why you got to hit a grand slam, Adam Duvall? He just had to hit a grand slam in the seventh inning. It's already 25-7. to seven. And to make matters worse, you just knock a grand slam. Where's the mercy rule when they call the game? And that, it's a little league rule. They should adopt that for MLB because this game was over in the second inning. They should have called it then. And they dropped 11 on them. But I thought that was just absurd. And I can't believe a you know, professional baseball team just let up 29 runs. I guess it is took it to heart after being shut out the previous night. <laughs> they just took it to heart, man. They were like, hey, we got to get on them and embarrass them. So, anyways, I feel bad. I'm a Marlins fan. And if you guys know my pain over the years when it comes to the Miami Marlins and what that whole organization has done, especially when it comes to you know paying people and bringing in talent. It's been a pretty miserable couple of decades there for the baseball team too. But um hey, twenty nine to nine when you lose, you might as well put a paper bag over your head and call it a day. <laughs> well, that's just something I wanted to touch on here a little bit <laughs> with my Miami Marlins, even though it's really, really bad news. There it is for you guys. The embarrassment. The humiliation of being a Miami Marlins fan. Hey, we're still 500, still 19 and 19, though. So there's a little bit of positivity coming out of it. And we did win the series. But anyways, feel my pain and suffering that I have endured. Switching over to the NBA playoff games last night. Let's start first with the Clippers Nuggets game four. Clippers come out on top by a final score of 96 to 85. Here's some of the stats from the game, starting with the Nuggets. Jokic, 26 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. Jamal Murray, 18 points, 7 rebounds. Michael Porter Jr., 15 points, 6 rebounds. I'm very impressed with his play. Him being a rookie in his first playoff experiences, he's actually played very well. Decent, man. It's growing. He's going to have some growing pains there, but he's actually played very, very well. I'm very impressed by him, the way he's playing. And now we're on to the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard. Don't mess with the claw. He almost had a triple-double again tonight. 30 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. Paul George finished with only 10 points. But the thing is, they had 6 players in double figures. They spread the ball around. Everybody got a little piece of some action in there. And the Nuggets lose again. So now they are down 3 games to 1. Can they do it again? They did against the Jazz. They were down three games in one and came on back and done it. But I don't see it happening here. No team in NBA history has overcome a 3-1 deficit twice in the same postseason. They did it last year against the Jazz. But this team's a lot stronger, a lot deeper. It's a, a lot more talented than they are. I do not see it happening. There is no possible way the Nuggets come back in this series. Can't can't beat the claw. <laughs> There's no way it's set up, man. You got they're on Clippers could are 
bound for their first conference finals appearance in franchise history. They're on the brink. They are one game away from it happening. They've been close. You know that Chris Paul, Blake Griffin team? They were close. They've been a few times. They never got to that point. But this time, you got the reigning NBA Finals MVP on your team. Kawhi Leonard is making it a mission. They brought in Paul George. They are almost there to make the Commerce Finals for the first time in franchise history. Now, let's get into the game a little bit more. Like, the Nuggets complained a lot about the referee in the previous game because they only had 10 free throw attempts. But look at this game. Clippers went 22 of 30. Nuggets 22 of 26 from the foul line. So they were pretty even getting to the foul line this time. The thing is, you know, it's just Jamal Murray is not get. He is having to work his butt off just to get a shot up against this defense. He is having to work and exhilarate so much energy to get, you know, get a shot. He's not getting the same looks he had in that Jazz series. It's like I said, you got those big defenders coming at you, picking you up, pestering you, full court and trapping you every chance they get. I was saying Michael Porter Jr. is going to have to be a, play a key factor. He actually is playing well, like I said. The Joker is getting his you know, buckets inside and getting his rebounds. He's, he's a <laughs> tremendous passer. His touch passing is tremendous. He's setting people up, but they are missing that guy. That guy there, that, that wing player that can just get his own shot every time. And the Dungus just don't have that. Jamal Murray's just getting D'd up. He, is not, he didn't shoot the ball very well again, 6 of 15. But Patrick Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi, they're just pestering the crap out of him. They're just not letting him get it. You know, he's a great player. But he's just lacking in this series. This is a bad matchup for him. I remember stating that in the beginning of the series. This is going to be a bad matchup for him. Joker was getting his. But all the other guys got to step up. You know, Torrey Craig, other guys, Paul Millsap. All, they just don't have the same depth. They don't have the guys like the Clippers do. Because the Clippers could just hand the ball off. Lou Williams gets his own shot. Kawhi Leonard gets his own shot. Paul George gets his own shot. All those guys can create their own shots whenever they want. And that is the big difference because Jamal Murray, he can get a shot, but he can't create it every anytime he wants because their defense is incredible. And having Montrell's Harrell back there in the Garden of Pain as well and Zubak, <laughs> it's just no match right now. And, hey, Clippers going to be moving on. We're going to be waiting on the Lakers and Rockets series to finish as well. Lakers lead in that series two games to one. So that's likely their opponent, man. It's going to be the L.A. versus L.A. battle. Now on to the game of the night. This was one incredible game. I watched the whole entire thing. Possession by possession. I didn't think it was going to end. Raptors, Celtics, Game 6. The Celtics had a chance to close it out and end the series to go on to face the Miami Heat in the Conference Finals. But the Raptors said, no, not tonight. They are forcing a Game 7. 
The final score is 125-122. to 122. The Raptors win in a final of two overtimes. Kyle Lowry was absolutely phenomenal. Bucket after bucket, playing great defense. They were He was gassed at the end. He was so gassed. The whole team was gassed. Everybody was gassed on both sides of the floor. Both teams were just playing their hearts out. It was incredible to watch. Kyle Lowry finishes with 33 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Pow! He came up clutch. He had actually had a 3-pointer at the end of the first to, to win the game, but he didn't execute. But he was big clutch in that second overtime, hitting a key and one and a big three. He finishes with 23 points. Fred Van Vliet, my boy. Baby Drake, as I like to call him. 21 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists. He's still struggling from three. Drake, man, you got to get him some of your music. You know, maybe he you know, got to give him some of that music to him, man. Three of 13 from three, still struggling. Pacquiao Siakam, 12 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. I've been getting on him all series. He was struggling mightily. 5 of 19 from the field, 0 of 5 from three. But they were able to still pull out the victory because of Kyle Lowry straight up this going to ham and putting it all out there on the floor. Anunobi, OG Anunobi, that is, 13 points, 13 rebounds. They went small. That was a key thing, What how the Raptors came out on top. And then for the Celtics, Jalen Brown, 31 points, 16 rebounds. Yes, I said that right. He had 16 rebounds on the night. Marcus Smart, triple-double, 23 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Jason Tatum, he almost had a triple-double himself, 29 points, 14 rebounds, 9 assists. And Campbell Walker, how disappointing. 5 points on 2 of 11 from the field, 1 of 6 from 3. Campbell Walker was struggling the whole game. And I've been getting on Pacquiao Siakam for the Raptors for struggling. I'm going to get on Campbell Walker here for struggling because there were so many times where he had open shots, didn't miss it. He had one field goal going into the fourth quarter where he, then he finally hit a three there in the fourth, but that was it. He was missing layups. He even had Kyle Lowry made a heck of a shot there at the end to take the lead in overtime on him and sealed it. So Kyle Lowry with a huge shot right over Campbell Walker. Campbell Walker couldn't guard him there at the end. Kyle Lowry was just making shots. He was playing good defense, but Kyle Lowry was just in the zone. He was playing way better offense <laughs> to offset the defense Kemba was playing. So I've been very disappointed in Kemba Walker there because I have a lot of high praise for him and what he does. But very, very disappointing. I can't believe it. It's going game seven, guys. Game seven. Who's going to come out on top? Flip a coin. Because both these teams, the Raptors are showing heart. That's championship mentality right there. That was championship mentality last night. Even though they're without Kawhi Leonard, they're still, they don't care. They are going out there, playing their hearts out. Offense, defense, diving for the balls, you know, stealing. Like, you know, this is anything, blocking shots that you don't think they're going to block. They are doing their thing, man. I give them a lot of credit. The Celtics have the names out there. They may have the more talented players overall than the Raptors do, but the Raptors are scrappy. 
And Rattlers are scrappy. And their head coach didn't just win a coach of the year for nothing. Nick Nurse is a pretty damn good coach, guys. He's a pretty damn good coach. And he was baiting there themselves at the end, yelling, doing some things the Celtics players weren't too happy about, especially Jalen Brown. But whatever, you guys, you all lost. Nick Nurse seemed to out-coach Brad Stevens there in the waiting minutes. He went small. He played a little small ball with him. Sergi Baca was a little pissed being out because Tice was dunking and getting very easy buckets down there because he had Ananobia on him. And that's a big-time size difference. And Sergi Baca was a little bit upset being on the bench during the final crucial minutes of the fourth and then all of overtimes. He wasn't out there. Decided to go small. Said, hey, trust me, I got it. Opened up the floor a little bit. He had all the shooters out there. Powell making key threes. And I know making key threes. And, of course, Kyle Lowry being clutch. And Raptors, guys, forcing a game seven against the Celtics. Man, who's going to be the Miami Heat opponent? Only got to wait another day. <laughs> got to wait till Friday and see what happens. But flip a coin at this point. Flip a coin, wherever it lands on, that's who's going to come out and win. I expected the Celtics to win the series. Maybe I was wrong. And that's going to do it for today's episode, guys. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. And I appreciate all the love you guys give on the website. Getting a lot more subscriptions. And appreciate the guys checking it out there at FeelTheHeatENT.com. Feel the Heat Entertainment, you guys. Uh, that's what Sports Crib Sports Talk for the Crib. That's where we go. That's the official website. There, check it out on Instagram, Facebook. Remember, the show is Monday through Friday. Available on all streaming platforms. So, get your reviews in. Tell your friends, family. Share it. Thanks for the love, guys. Appreciate it all. I'll see y'all tomorrow.